Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Sheffield Live. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Crofts. I'm James Hargreaves. Hope you're well out there on this special European Championships edition of The Squeak. The Brexit edition. Yeah, well, I, would, I know I meant the Euros. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've, we're conscious that we're missing the uh, French and uh, Republic of Ireland match, so we're, we're watching it in the studio. So yeah. if, if you just hear a bit of dead air, it's because something's major is happening in the game. Yep. Uh, but if you are listening and not watching the match, or, or ideally doing both, then thanks. Can you stop talking? I'm watching the football. <laughs> <laughs> They've just kicked off. Yeah, they have just kicked off. Um, yeah, hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week. Obviously, the uh, like James mentioned there, the big uh, big news this week has been the EU referendum, uh, which we sort of expected anyway. Um, I do remember saying a few weeks ago that I'd just be happy on the 24th of June when all of all of that had gone. It's not gone though, but it hasn't gone. No, it's, it's still here. It's going to drag on and on and on for the every next few years. Everybody on social media has gone from being a football pundit to a yeah. politician. Yeah, it's brilliant. And the yeah. the vast majority are talking absolute rubbish. It's funny. To be fair, it's it's pretty much like it was before we had the referendum. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just different rubbish now. People have gone from talking rubbish about football to talking rubbish about politics. Yeah, yeah. So um, we voted to leave the EU. So that's it now. We can't go to Europe or do anything like that. Yeah, we should kick us out of this tournament. Yeah, I, I think I think tomorrow's uh, game against uh, Northern Ireland is in doubt because we're not in the Europe anymore. Ooh, that was uh, was that a penalty? Is that a penalty in the first minute? Can't be. No, no, it's not ideal without sound. No, it's a free kick. Is it? Ah, it looks like a penalty to me. That. Oh, so oh. France have taken a, 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 a Republic of Ireland man down in the box, but we don't know what's going on. Yeah, the that looks 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 like a penalty to me. That that looks very much like a penalty to me. Ooh, ten stuff. Oh, it is a penalty. It's a penalty. <laughs> We'd make rubbish commentators. Do you know what? We're, we're watching it online, which means that this will be streaming about thirty seconds behind anybody else that's watching it. So if oh. you're listening to us, yeah, they'll tr- be like, "Yes, of course, it's a penalty. Shut up now." Yeah, don't tweet us. That's the only <laughs> time I'm going to say, "Don't tweet us." <laughs> So, chance for Republic of Ireland to take the lead. Yeah, we'll, co- we'll come back onto the radio in a minute. Hold on. Just talk amongst yourselves. You've already seen it anyway. This this, this was a bad idea, wasn't it? Because yeah. This is we sh- we should just carry on. Oh, it's gone in off the post. Goals always look better when they're going off the post or the bar. Alan Shearer always used to score off the bar or the post, didn't yeah. he? He used to scream it in the top corner. That's it. They always look better. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, out of the European Union. Yes. Things like number plates will have to well, change. We're not out. Well, and no, not yet. We've not even we've not even started to go out. And prediction here for you: we're Ooh. not we're not going to. Really? Yeah. Heard it here. If you're listening, <laughs> not watching the football. I think every conservative candidate for leader is going to be so scared of invoking Article 50 to come out of. Europe that they won't do it. Yeah, Article 50 is the sort of acceleration to leaving the European Union, isn't it? Because yeah. it's sort of something like, if we don't do anything, it's a five-year exit plan, is it? No, no, it's art- Article 50 is what needs to be invoked. That's basically the the exit. Oh, right, okay. I thought it would just happen, but... No. Okay. No, it won't happen. So That's Article 50 needs to happen. Um, so, I mean... Nicola Sturgeon said today that Scotland will try and veto the vote. I don't know if that can actually happen, can it? Potentially, because Scotland are in a really silly position now because all of their um, constituencies voted for Remain. Yeah, Scotland and Northern Ireland voted heavily in favour of Remain, didn't they? Yeah, which has left them in a position, which means that they could potentially try and call another... Independence referendum. I think they will. Different circumstances. I think they will. The problem being that uh, even in that case, they might not be able to get into Europe independently. Oh, why? 
because there's lots of caveats to getting into Europe oh, right, in the I first see. place, and Scotland wouldn't necessarily meet them mm. straight away if they went independent. Um, I mean, is um, is the last referendum not one of the big reasons why Nicola Sturgeon ended up becoming first minister? Yeah, because it was Alex, Alex Salmond. Salmond beforehand. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a similar situation. Yeah. He heavily backed the Scottish independence. He went from the Salmon to the Sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's fishy, fishy politics up there. Yeah, I hope they're finished with it now. <laughs> oh my god. That's the scale of the problem. Yeah. If if you think about right, we could have prompted other European countries to go into like similar kind of uh, referendums. So we could soon have Italy leave. <laughs> you are the codfather of these jokes. <laughs> You're still on fish. <laughs> There's quite a big area with fish to be honest. Yeah. Pick the bones out of that. Dear. That's a fairly generic one, but you know, a lot of fishing bones. <laughs> There's no smoke without fire, though. Mackerel. Smoked fish. Yeah. Smoke. That yeah. was a, that was a stretch. That was um, a stretch. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens now because obviously it's not the end of it, unfortunately. Yeah. Whilst we're talking about Scotland, did you see that Donald Trump landed in Scotland on Friday? Yeah. Are you talking about the tweets now? I'm, yeah. The, because the I'm not. Tweets are brilliant. In yeah. itself, yeah, he loves Scott. Well, they've fallen out with him, haven't they? Because he's, now he's running for president. Um, they've sort of distanced himself from him, but yeah. he's pumped a lot of money in Scotland in the local economy through his golf course and all that. That's controversial in itself. There's a couple of good documentaries on Netflix about him trying to take over the golf courses in Scotland and how bad it is, and for, in their opinion, so allegedly, yeah. <laughs> got that in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, oh dear. he tweeted that. Uh, Scotland was so happy and joyous, and we're going. Uh, we're, we're happy to be leaving, which obviously discounted the fact that Scotland had overwhelmingly voted to remain. Mm. And then some of the replies were absolutely brilliant. I read a lot of re- the replies to Donald Trump this morning, and unfortunately, I can't repeat a lot of them <laughs> on air. I was going to say, yeah, some but of them there, there were some very, very imaginative insults thrown his way. Mm. Yeah, he's not... Well, you know, you say he's not well liked, but it's he is by a lot of people. An yep. awful lot of people. Yep. Um, again, it's a bit like the EU. It's, it's divided the country more or less slapped down the middle, isn't it? Yeah, virtually. Mm. Are we seeing the uh, the starts of regret now? Oh God! Do you know I hate when they do that. I hate Brexit and and you, there you wasn't the, one for the a man minute, of was there? every pun. Yeah, I know. But when you put two words together, that's something that I don't like. Like you'd be like, no, it wouldn't work for you. You know, like when um, you know, like oh, I, I can't like think couples. of couples. Yeah, when they put like couples, Brangelina and stuff like that. Awful. <laughs> Because it used to be... What was it before he cheated on his wife? Bra- uh, I don't know if there was one. Braniston? Oh, oh. Either way, it's it's awful. I don't like Who it. Knows? Puns, fine. You can deal with puns. Yeah. But that, I just it's like... A, it's a, it's a just form cringy. of a pun, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like it, though. Um, because we had, we had Brexit, but it didn't work anyway because it was the Leave campaign. So it should have yeah. been... Brilieve. Brilieve. See, that's better. Believe in, believe in leaving. Works a bit better, but I still don't <laughs> like it. Mm. Nigel Farage has been criticised, hasn't he? He was asked on uh, Good Morning Britain if he can guarantee that the, the money's going to go back into the uh, NHS. Yeah, that's... Of course he can't. He's not even in power. How can he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, of course he can't. He can't guarantee anything. Nobody can. Well, it's funny because that whole scenario was just a bunch of lies. And this really annoys me as, as someone who works in marketing. That <laughs> it's genius, though. It worked. Well, it annoys me because I work in marketing. To, if, yeah. if I put out an advert that's got a blatant lie on it, yeah. then the Advertising Standards Authority will find me shed loads of money. That's the rightly. thing. With, with propaganda in these sort of campaigns, there's no... All lies, but no comeback for it's them. It's bizarre, really. It yeah. is bizarre. There's just the headline figure of £350 million wasn't true. Yeah. And and it was pointed out as soon as they said it. And then when they did say it, they said, oh, well, you know, that's including all the rebates and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, 
It's not accurate then, to- is it? Totally misleading. And, and that's been the problem with this whole campaign. It's been a campaign built on lies on both, both sides. For, yeah, I was going to say, for both sides. You know, for both sides, it's, there's, there's been a few questionable... Um, there's, there's one of the politicians propaganda. interviewed uh, after the result uh, saying that politics of fear is now politics of reality. And I, I think that's quite a good little soundbite. I think it's quite true. Mm. Anyway, that's it now. Yeah. What uh, what sort of music have we got for we, today's show? We've got some absolutely excellent music today. Obviously ahead of Tramlines, which is in three weeks. Mm, yeah, it's coming yeah, up quick, weeks. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, got a bit of Liberty Ship who are uh, playing the Saturday evening. Do, have, have they not just recently won um, the Exposed Award? Um, did they? I thought Kong won the best best up and coming band, didn't they, or something? Don't know. Might have been them. Then I thought it was Liberty Ship. Oh no, you were saying Liberty Ship were 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 in amongst the running. I think. Yeah, I think they were nominated. But yeah, they're a very, very, very good band, and they got. Um, their latest song's a little bit of a pop smasher. Um, but we've also got... Pop smasher? Yes. <laughs> oh, pop pickers. Marvellous. <laughs> yeah, we've also got a band that uh, played last week on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in America. Wowzer. Is that uh, the first track of the day? It is. That sounded very good, by the way. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. It's Joseph. Yeah. And uh, because, uh, obviously, the pound went so tragically down... Uh, mm. On Friday, initially, yeah, we've got Dirty Sterling. <laughs> I thought that was uh, I thought that was in in sort of like uh, a reference to Sterling's rubbish performances at the Euros <laughs> there's, in there's France. That, there's that as well. Either way, it works. Yeah, uh, and then we got a great song from Asylums as well. Well, let's kick off with uh, the aforementioned Joseph. Uh, it was played on uh, on the Tonight the Show. Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. You listen to The Squeak on 93.2 FM. Get in touch on the Twitter at The Squeak.
What did you break there? <laughs> Nothing. That was seamless, that. It's seamless, yeah. Well, that was Joseph White Flag. They are currently touring with James Bay. And uh, yeah, that was that was excellent. That, but um, you will get to see them again very soon, potentially. Yeah, because they're playing the Java Lounge in Hillsborough Java Lounge live on Wednesday, the thirteenth of July. Um, so definitely want to go and see. We've been well, you've been a few times, haven't you? I've, I've yeah. been the ones to see uh, um, Lake Como. Lake Como, but yeah, yeah, that's quite quite With right. ordnance supporting. Yes, um, and it's a it's a cracking little venue. Um, so I'd be very very interested in going and seeing them again because that was great. Yeah. Um, fans of Dido. Uh, they're very folksy, aren't they? Very kind of uh, pop folksy. Well, Do- Dido had a, had a song out called White Flag, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I, I had David Gray's White Ladder in my head this morning when I listened to that. I don't know why. Water and wine. Yeah, yeah, I like I like David Gray. Very good. He's got a. Is he got a new? He's do, been doing touring. Has he got a new album out or a new single or something? I, I heard him on the radio. I don't know. Yeah, I like I've, David Gray. Actually, I've got a DVD of him playing live at the Point in Ireland, and um, the last song he does, which I forgot the name of off the top of my head. It's just amazing to watch live. How they play the drummer is just amazing, and like the whole performance is great. Well, um, Glastonbury's obviously started yes. uh, this week, um, and Adele. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, for the sweepstake people out there. That's seventeen <laughs> minutes and fifty-five seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's not the earliest. Uh, I think one show it was within the first minute. I think, yeah. but yeah, Adele's uh, Adele's she headlined. Oh, I watched a couple of her songs last night before quickly turning over to New Order. <laughs> she's uh, she's wowed crowds at Glastonbury. Um, I she, mean, she was very good. She, there was actually an emergency in the in the crowd when I watched it, and they had to stop the show for a good like oh, couple right. of minutes. And she filled in the time just by talking. Yeah, she's she's a great crowd pleaser, and I think I think what strikes people is how normal she is. Somebody said well, she'd seen her shopping in the Tesco around the corner or something as she'd as she'd arrived. You know. Yeah, but then I, I was watching it last night, and it seems very forced, and it's like a caricature of her own personality. How dare you? <laughs> it is though. It's, nah, it's like she's so. playing up to that persona now, rather than being well, natural. One thing she's—I mean, she's she's always been a massive fan of Glastonbury anyway. But I think one thing that's um, that's been quite uh, a common theme for her is is the stage fright thing. So yeah. I think she's probably talking her way through her nerves, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think she's gotten over all that by now. The money will have helped. <laughs> Oh, you're very sceptical, James. Very sceptical. <laughs> I am indeed. Um, but no, she's uh, she, she's wowed crowd. She she's uh, she had a selfie took with a with a with a girl that she got up on stage. Yeah, and apparently at least one couple has um, got engaged during the during the set. So that's nice, isn't it? Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I remember once somebody proposed at, uh, at Hillsborough at half time and they got booed. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember at Barnsley. There was a Barnsley, uh, a Wednesday fan that promoted, uh, proposed to a a woman who was a Barnsley fan on the pitch at half time. All right, and that was just met with chance of you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's harsh, but you know that's the football world. Football yeah. world. I think I think you know it'd probably better to get you know engaged at an Adele concert than at half time at a football match. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, we've had a tweet in from oh. from guess who. Uh, Neil Hargreaves. No. Oh, Faith? No, the other one. Dave? <laughs> no. <laughs> Rachel? Colton Maloney. Oh, the other one? What yeah. do you mean by that? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I think I meant the other the one. The other listener. That, that tweets, yeah, the other <laughs> listener that tweets us all the time. Yeah. Uh, but Carl says he listened to a bit of Adele on the way home from his gig last night. Ah. He thought her talking was quite endearing. It's, that's exactly the word I used on the way in. Just, and you went now. She's false. It just feels false. I think Give to some that. extent it is, but it's basically if if you were a comedy actor that was doing a comedy version of Adele, you would just be Adele because she's doing it herself already. So you're saying that she's sort of like, um, you know, charismatic and funny. I say that she's putting on the whole. I'm just a London girl, Cockney apples and pears down the. Down the way, kind of girl, with with lots of swearing for no reason. 
with a bit like Alex Polizzi in uh, the hotel inspector, <laughs> and my Gregorian tea chest guest. <laughs> that yes. But. Can we cut? Can we cut your Cockney rhyming slang out? And and use it as a promo clip. Possibly we could make it a segment. It, it was James's the worst co- Cockney rhyming slang ever. I know. Yeah, it can only get better, ladies and gents. Um, uh, just just uh, you know to clear up any situation from last week, we did get a bit of a bit of a ribbing about the egg situation. Yeah, uh, I had porridge this morning. I quite liked last week's show, and then everybody's just been having a go at us for talking all about football and eggs for an hour. Mm. Who cares? I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I want to set the world the, straight on on the, thick eggs. There might be, yeah. What, oh God, what were we? T- oh yeah, because um, I went to meet you and uh, you and Ray in the in the pub on Thursday or whenever it was. Yeah. And uh, Rachel, for some reason, produced a pair of Scotch eggs. She, she from, has from a never-ending handbag. It's like a Tardis handbag. Yeah, with and, everything um, in it. And she said, "Oh, do you want a Scotch egg?" So I'm like, "Yeah, okay, thanks. I'll have one." And there was one left, and you you said no because it was a thick egg. Yeah, obviously it's hard boiled egg. egg inside a inside a sausage outer. I don't mind eating the sausage outer, but the you thick can't, egg. You can't. You may as well just not bother. Yeah. You must well get something else. I mean, I know you didn't buy it anyway. No. I like Scotch eggs, uh, but no, I just had porridge today, so um, a lot a lot easier and less mess. I've, I've, I bought some Alpen in the shopping this week. Alpen. I've, not, I've not actually eaten it yet. Other brands are available. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I like Alpen. Alpens are all right. But again, I haven't. I, I, I just generally go for... What's your favourite cereal? Um, I, I like shredded wheat. But I don't I don't eat much cereal. I don't eat much breakfast, to be honest. Really? No. I, I go straight through to lunchtime and then... Yeah, have a massive lunch. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I didn't get this figure from not eating. That's what DJ skis. You don't get you don't get all that by looking at food. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no I, I uh, don't eat much breakfast, but I got some Alpen just to. Uh, I, I do like it occasionally, and occasionally I like some shredded wheat and stuff. Mine's the uh, the the honey coated uh, cornflakes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all right. Cornflakes are just boring, though, aren't they? Whether That's why I get the ones coated in sugar and nuts. It tastes a bit nicer. You may as well just eat well, shredded wheat. Sugar. Shredded wheat's just wheat, though, isn't it? Yeah. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. You can't say cornflakes are boring, but shredded wheat's nice. Shredded wheat has... It's like eating bales of hay with milk on it. It has that crunchy texture to it, which is nice. It's actually nice. You don't mean shreddies, do you? No, no, shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. Shredded wheat. (laughs) Cool whip. Got it. Cool whip. Cool whip. Carl Maloney says he likes all eggs. What cereals, though? Yeah. Just been outside, destroyed my cereals. Mm. Well, um, just uh, you know, you know, he was he was away in Ibiza. He yeah. didn't take his coat. Oh yeah, you, the first time he's been you away. You'd seen a, a, a picture of him in a coat. Uh, no, that was that was when he was interviewing somebody for something. Uh, um, but it's the first time he's been away from his coat Aww. since purchase. Oh, Carl and Carl is virtually attached to that coat, isn't he? It's, it's like it's stuck on him. I was going to say, it's like a second skin. <laughs> he also says, Frosties are the best. And, and then, then some swear words. Yeah. It's turning into Adele. Um, <laughs> I like Frosties. There's not a great deal of difference between Frosties and... We're just mentioning brand names now, aren't we? Yeah. Then crunching up cornflakes, because... At least we're covering the whole market. Sh- one's sugar, yeah. Yeah, we've only got 35 minutes, we'll have to be quick. Um, <laughs> one's got sugar and one's funny. They're both sweet. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think Crunchy Nut Cornflakes the adult version of Frosties. Carl. How much milk do you have on them? Is is there a measurement of milk that... that is, the, is the air can measure... I can... What? <laughs> a measure... How can you possibly... What do you do? Oh, do, do you drown it in it? Or oh, you, no, no. Just just until it becomes visible. Right, Under okay. the flakes. <laughs> Under the flakes. <laughs> As far as radio segments go, <laughs> I, think, I mean, what do you do? Do you? It depends what your bowls are shaped like. Mine have got like a square bottom, and then they sort of come out. If you've got, you, you did say bowl, didn't you? Bowl, yeah, yeah. bowl, <laughs> bowl. You've got a square bottom, and what? They've got like corners in the bottom, so it's not a rounded bowl. It's oh, not right. like spherical. 
But you pay- what do you do? Do you measure it out and have the same amount of milk every every morning? No, I play it by eye. Do it by eye, but <laughs> I, I, I generally have about the same amount. Yeah, so as you start to be able to see the milk, that's when I stop. Because if you drown it, then the temptation is just to put more cereal in, and then you just have like... Mm. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Mm. That's another food top tip for this yeah, week. Yeah, same one of those next week. <laughs> uh, another one of those, should I say. Uh, so time for another song, I think. Give the listeners a break. Yeah. Uh, and it's track two. It's Dirty Sterling. And she'll get on it, their latest single. And they're playing a crystal tray stage at Tramlines on a Friday evening. Oh, right, okay. So there's only there's only three or four on the Friday? Yeah, there's four, I think, on Connor Houston and then Dirty Sterling. 2.3 are playing for the first time since the 70s, I think. Mm. Okay. There you go. So this is Dirty Sterling. Get in touch on the Twitter at The Squeak. No soul, no self-esteem. Her blood flows like a poison stream, but the poison keeps her hanging on. She had a life, but she let it go. Before the shakes in the street like clothes. On a dark and dingy corner, a fix is just one lay away. So she tries to fix her hair, she tries to fix her dress. By any means, is her game plan. She'll do it for less. She's a player of a life on the game. She's not faced by the age of the face. Yes, they're playing the Friday night at Crystal. Uh, 2.3, 48Ks, Connor Houston and Dirty Sterling that you just heard there. It's going to be a good kick-off uh, for the Friday night. Um, yeah. I've still not been seeing Connor Houston yet, um, so great. I'm looking forward, I'm looking really forward to good. it. Um, but yeah, what, what people do, this is uh, a good tip for anybody going to tramlines this year. Friday is great because a lot of the places are putting stuff on on a Friday this year, mm. whereas they haven't in previous years. Yeah. But a big tip is... Basically, don't get wasted on the Friday <laughs> night because I've seen so many people do it like on a Saturday night last year. And then and, miss. And then they miss most of Sunday. Yeah. And look, like Sunday is cracking as well this year. So, yeah, that's uh, all, my all, top tip. All three days, are, uh, you know, there's, there's really, really good bands on. So. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was a bit, bit upset that, um, when I heard that the Devonshire Green stage isn't there this year. Was it not? That yeah. was the exposed stage last year. It was exposed last year, but it, it was a victim of the weather, I think, last year, and it wasn't very busy for a lot of the sets. And because it, uh. it was also made up a lot of local bands that people can see through the year anyway, so it well, wasn't as busy. I think because um, last year was the first year that it moved to Ponderosa Park. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe the uh, the other stage didn't do well enough. It's just a shame. Yeah, as I say, it was a victim of weather. And I think there should be something on that stage. Do you, do you, area. how do you feel about it, the main stage moving? I think it was inevitable. It had to, to, it was getting so, so busy. Mm. Uh, like there was people on the, for the headliners, particularly on the Friday and uh, on the Saturday and Sunday nights, there were people that had queued for like three hours, not able to get in. When, when it was ah. on Devonshire Green. So it had to move and yeah. accommodate more people. I think it's a shame, though. I mean, it's it's a bit daft, but it was almost like our Glastonbury, wasn't it? That was like... Yeah. That was that was tram lines. That it was, still is. Yeah, I know, but... It's, it's a little bit out of the way, but what it's done is it's stretched its appeal a bit yeah, further. So, so now, whereas, for instance, all the uh, Shalesmore... Kellam Island pubs that did stuff, they felt a bit disconnected before, and now it's kind of all connected. Yeah, it's just, it is a shame that that, um, but then again, you know, Shef- Sheffield doesn't tend to do a lot of integrating around the city, everything just seems to happen in one place, doesn't it? Yeah. So, now it's moved, and now it's there. Yeah, yeah it's pulling it's everybody a shame. in. It's, it's, a, it's a shame that stage is not there, because... Yeah, that's what. When well, Chan- I, I think that there should be an, another stage there. Yeah, it should be like the B stage kind of thing, hmm. a bit like the other stage at Glastonbury. At Glastonbury, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, apparently there's nothing there this year. The the exposed stuff I think has moved to the O2. Well, may- maybe when uh, maybe when Neil Hargreaves reaches the top, he can put his own stage on. Yeah, the, right. The Neil Hargreaves <laughs> stage. Oh, he'd love that with his face on it. Oh yeah, big, big Neil face. Yeah, big, big Neil fat face. <laughs> what? In your opinion? I'm allowed to say that. In your opinion? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, I was just looking at the history of Glastonbury. When it first started, it was like pretty much free, wasn't it? Yeah. And the third, the third time they did it, there was only like 500 people there. It was a bit, bit strange to start off with, and then there was quite a gap. And then it picked up, but yeah, it was. It's in the middle of nowhere, though, isn't it? Especially back then when it very first started. Yeah, it's um, it's great, really, how it's how it's got to how big it is today. Yeah. You know how much the tickets are now? Far too much. Two hundred and twenty-eight pounds they are this year. It's interesting though because when you add it together for all the bands that you see over the weekend, and then you add what their normal ticket price would be yeah. if you saw them on separate occasions through the year. Then you're getting a bargain, really. I, I mean, I agree. I've I've been see like, uh, you know, you two, Kings of Leon, and you're probably looking at eighty quid, seventy, yeah. eighty quid. I think with something like this, it's not just about music. You're paying for the experience. Yeah, and you've there. got it's like a five day event now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's an experience, not just not just a music event. Well, they, they estimate about hundred and seventy thousand people are going this year. Yeah, or something like that. So that's like forty million pounds. Just in ticket sales, yeah. But and imagine then you've got what all the having to pay Adele and Coldplay. Well, and that's Muse. that's what I was thinking. I mean, how much do you think they'll they'll want? A, a decent amount for you reckon? Yeah, and then they'll also get all the uh, 
publishing fees, the PPL fees and stuff for, for being broadcast. How much do you reckon? Lots. <laughs> literally literally, put a figure literally on it. lots of money. Yeah. Can't put a figure on it, I don't think. But uh, do, do you remember back in the days of uh, movie stars, the big movie star in the 90s? And it was always a battle between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And it got to the point where they were, they were fighting to be the highest paid star. Then John Travolta did a film, I can't remember which one it was. And he wanted to be the highest paid star, male star in Hollywood, like famously. And they refused to pay him more than the £20 million Stallone had got for his last film. Uh, and so they eventually settled after negotiating for ages on two mil- uh, twenty million and one dollar, just <laughs> just just so that he could say that he was the highest paid male star in Hollywood. How how fickle is that? Yeah, I could imagine like Glastonbury is a similar kind of situation. Really, I don't know. I mean, that's that that'd be like headlining Glastonbury. It's got to be up there with like the best thing that you can do as a musician. Yeah. One of the best gigs that you'll ever play. Yeah, you also want paying for doing it as well. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that, but do you think greed will come into it? It will do down the line because, as well, they'll have their agents. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. The, basically, at that level, you're just a commercial machine. You're not necessarily just a band that everyone listens to or an artist. You're a, you're a money maker, a money making machine for lots yeah. of people, and lots of people want their split of the pot. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. It's an interesting thought, though. Bit depressing. Like like tramlines having to move to a bigger stage, but by going to a bigger stage, it means that they can now afford to have bigger acts. Which is why we've got better headliners year on year, generally. Who's headlining this year? I don't even know. Uh, we've got Catfish and the Bottlemen on one night. Uh, we've got Khalees and ooh, someone else. Who is it? Uh, and, yeah, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the man that generally doesn't go to the to be ticketed fair, event. I, I, yeah, I haven't been. Mm. Well, saying that, I haven't been since... When did they start charging? Uh, it was about its third year or so, wasn't it? Thing is, I mean... So it's eighth outing this time, was it? Back then, I was, I was working retail, so I was working weekends. Yeah. So there was... I couldn't really go anyway. Unless I booked could. it off. Just go straight off the work in the uniform. Oh God. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I once did that when I worked at uh, a DIY supplier when I left school. I went went to is, a gig. Is that the one that's got their name on it? Yes, that's the one. Uh yeah, I went to a gig straight after work because somebody got me last minute tickets. Uh and it was a reef gig at the Octagon and it was a great gig. Uh and I ended up in my uniform stage diving and crowd surfing and then realised that I nearly killed someone because I had my steel tap steel toe oh, caps no. boots on <laughs> dived into the crowd and really took, took out someone's head broke somebody's eye socket yeah wowza I'll not be doing that again <laughs> who, did, who did we have last year it was um, Basement Jacks last year yes and uh, um, Ian Brown sure he did last year no it wasn't Ian Brown it was uh... I think it was no, Charlatans, wasn't it? Something like that. Oh, yeah, it might have been. Or the lead singer out of the Charlatans. Or was it the Charlatans? I think it was the Charlatans, wasn't it? Oh, I, I don't know. Again, I, I didn't go, but, yeah. Um, I suppose you're wasn't right, it yeah. Public Enemy as well on one of the nights? Not sure. Someone like that. But yeah. Anyway, was, get yourself down. Yeah. Get yourself down. I, I avoid the ticketed event mainly because there's just so much good stuff happening in the free venues. And yeah. I like to support all the free venues. But that's yeah. not to say Tramlines isn't a fantastic lineup again. No, it's good. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing Slow Reads again. Yes, really am. Really Indeed. am. Anyway, uh, should we have a bit of Liberty Ship? Yeah. Well, if you go on the Saturday to Tramlines and you watch the Slow Readers Club, and they're followed by October Drift, and then they're followed by Liberty Ship. Liberty Ship. Yeah. This, this is their nice little pop treat called pop Smasher, called Learning to Fly. <laughs> yeah, it's just coming up to uh, 20 to 3. We're on until 3, and then DJ Ski's following us uh, with Platinum Plates. But this is Liberty Ship on the squeak 93.2 FM.
Yeah, so Paul Fletcher of Paul Fletcher Music fame has tweeted us, uh, saying that he's listening to the Squeak and Liberty Ship Band. Loves that track. It's a great summer track, which it certainly is. Yes, and uh, Sheffield's own Liberty Ship will be playing um, the Crystal Stage on Saturday evening at Tramlines. Saturday night, following up after Slow Readers Club, after October Drift, and before the Winachi Tribe. Great lineup. Yeah. It is a class lineup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Paul Fletcher also agrees with Carl Maloney that Frosty's rule. I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shredded wheat, Mr. Boring. Um, but yeah, Paul Fletcher's playing um, in Huddersfield on the second. At the parish, by any chance? It is indeed. Yeah, good venue. Yeah, he was. Uh, we he should have been playing the uh, Sheffield on show yesterday, but the weather really, really turned bad yesterday afternoon. Yeah, and unfortunately, couldn't put. Um, but he stayed in Sheffield and went to see Eden, who played at Washington last night. Yeah, so so Sheffield on show didn't happen. I didn't know that. Parts of it did, but oh, right, parts okay. of it didn't because of the rain. But it's like Liverpool calling. That's been cancelled as well this year. Hasn't oh, it? Is it? Yeah. It's a real shame this because the weather this week has been absolutely dire. It's been. Yeah. It's like I was I was out on Friday and it was sunny and then torrential and then sunny and then torrential. It so. was sunny and torrential at the same time at, at points. It was absolutely crazy weather. We're in monsoon season. <laughs> yeah, so it would seem. So it would seem. Global warming is happening right now. It's because we've left the EU. <laughs> we haven't left <laughs> it yet. Got to blame something. Um, so, um, just keeping it local, um, we're obviously part of the S6 crew. Are you, are you S6? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, which suburb in Sheffield has been voted one of the best places to live in Britain? Do you think, James Hargreaves? I would imagine that's kind of the S10 area, is it? It is indeed. Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. So Crooks, Crosspool, Ranmore have uh, been it. named among some of the best places to live in a survey um, about Britain. Nice. Yeah. Also covers sort of Fullwood and all that way, so it's the it's the, the, the posh bit. Yeah. Yeah. The area where the Yorkshire Ripper got caught, isn't it? Uh, oh, was it? I believe so. Around that end. Um, I know the story of that, because we, we had a local Bobby that used to come into our school and sort of like, I don't know really, like a community officer. Uh, and he said that he, um, when he got arrested, he used the toilet, but he didn't. He went to hide his screwdriver yeah. and whatever. He went for a wee behind a big yeah. skippy bin thing. But then when they actually took him into the police station, he actually did need a wee. Yeah. And they were like, well, that's strange. What's all that about? Indeed. So they went back and found his uh, hammer. Was it a hammer? It was a hammer. Did he not have a screwdriver as well? He, I, think I think he had a selection did, yeah. of tools that he used to murder people. He, he mainly used a hammer. <laughs> I know this just because I've studied it quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> Which sounds bad. I'm making myself out to be. Have, have you ever read the transcript of his uh, his interview after he was arrested? Mm, no. You can find them online and it is one of the most harrowing things I've ever read. Really? It's horrible. Which is how I know it used a hammer. Oh, excellent. Hmm. Marvellous. That's uh, a nice, bright, cheery subject for <laughs> Sunday. Why does it always come back to death? I, I don't it's know. You, it was you this week. There's something Freudian actually. about that, isn't there? Oh, no, we're not allowed to say Freud anymore, are we? That's how Brummies like their eggs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> but not too thick. <laughs> I'll have a thin egg, please. Freud. Yeah, still one nil in the match between France and the Republic. Do you know just on just on uh, uh, football, uh, not football, radio? I, I, I happened to put it's because I was watching the football. I happened to put Absolute Radio on on Saturday morning when I was in the car. And Frank Skin- big until that, not big until that. No. Uh, that's the voice of man. But the um, the host of the Saturday morning show is Frank Skinner. Oh yeah, he's good. I like Frank Skinner. He's got to be the most boring, morbid person in the world. If and he's a terrible presenter. They played Kasabian Fire. People in glass houses, Luke. <laughs> Look, I'm rubbish at running all this broken equipment, but I can actually speak. You know what I mean? And he'd finished Kasabian and Fire. Yeah. There was about a second's dead air. Again, granted, hold my hands up. I've done that yeah. at least once. And then he went, that was Kasabian with Fire... I was just like, what am I listening to here? Frank Skinner. Terrible. I have, I have another guilty pleasure programme that I watch, which is on iPlayer. 
Okay. Which is Frank Skinner on demand. Oh, God. And it's basically him. Talking to the wrong person. He, he sits with another celebrity and just talks about three shows that they've watched on iPlayer recently. And it's, it's genuinely <laughs> interesting. I've found some good programmes to watch from it as well. I'm going to say people will watch or listen to any old rubbish, but then again, people yeah. in glass houses. Exactly. <laughs> what can we say? Yeah. So, no, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. But they really do market um, Frank Skinner on Saturday mornings. Yeah, it was a big draw. They, nah. used, they used to sell out arenas, he did. Really? Yeah. It was Is he a comedian? Yeah. Right. Don't you remember... Oh, you're too young, probably, for Fantasy Football League with Badil and Skinner. You obviously remember Three Lions, don't you? Uh, well, the song. I know the song. I don't really remember it. I was only about five or six when it came out. Oh, well, Fantasy Football League was one of the best... TV programs that's ever been made. Wow, wowzer! No, not seen it. Um, but he did. Didn't he come out recently and say there's not been a good song since we did Three Lines on a Shirt? A good England song, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, Be- because basically they can't better what they did with Three Lions. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought a bit big headed, but yeah. probably right. To be fair, they aren't. They aren't been a very good one. Football songs are generally terrible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you get Ant and Deck to do them like oh, they did in wow. 2002. Awful. Awful. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Should we, have, should we have another good song? Yes, and it is a really good song as well. I absolutely love this. Uh, and continuing the theme, on the Sunday night at Tromline's Crystal Stage, you'll be able to listen to Asylums with a song a little bit like this. This one's Necessary Applications. Just ten minutes left of the squeak then for this week. Um, if you've missed us, you can catch us on the podcast. We're on iTunes and Acast. And if you know any bands that are in uh, in want of airplay, get, get in touch. This is Asylums.
Oh, I love the energy in that track. Yeah. Great. Asylum's necessary applications. And again, Sunday night at the, the Crystal, Crystal Stage. Stage. Um, Paul Fletcher has tweeted us asking, didn't Ian Brody have uh, right three lions or have something to do with it? It did indeed. Um, oh, sorry? Ian Brody from the, oh, right, I- okay. the Lightning Seeds. Ah. Um, he did indeed. Uh, he did the music. Badil and Skinner did the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great song. Mm. Um, it's now 50 years uh, of hurt, not I 30. Lo- it is. I love uh, the Lightning Seeds album, Jollification, by the way. That is such an uplifting album. Check it out. Is it uh, well? Is it on the um, the you know the streaming sites now? I would imagine so. I've not listened to it for a while, but because uh, Adele's put her album on now, she has indeed. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to not playing that. Not quite as uplifting. <laughs> I, I will probably have <laughs> yeah, a guess. Yeah. yeah, it's one extreme <laughs> to the other. Uh, yeah, listen to Adele first, and then Lightning Seeds. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you think will be the next prime minister? Because obviously. Dodgy Dave said he's going to retire, uh, resign, whatever. You see, I think, and what we got, just a couple of minutes. Let's right. So, so you think Let's, we're not going to come out and he's going to stay on? He's going to reverse no, no, his decision? No, he's not going to reverse his decision. What he's done is a very clever move. Okay. In that he he said all along he was going to invoke Article Fifty as soon as the result came in, if it was a leave vote, which he didn't do, and he's not done it because he doesn't want that to be his legacy. So whoever comes in. Has basically the question they're going to be asked is when you get power, are you going to invoke Article 50? That's the only question they're going to get asked in the campaign for becoming leader, and none of them want to. Mm. Well, surely the Leave people will. Nope. Like Boris and (laughs) Go. No, no. Boris didn't do it because he wanted to leave. He, he He did it to try and position himself as the next Prime Minister, but what he wanted was for David Cameron to do the Article 50 thing. In my say, opinion, yeah. and then and then come in and make things better as Boris. Yeah. But now what he's got to do, he's got to make one of the most unpopular decisions a Prime Minister will have ever made as soon as they come in, which they won't do. Yeah, but they've got to do it anyway because we voted to leave. No, they don't. Because they do. No. They do. It's not legally binding. It's The referendum is advisory. You don't have... The legislation wasn't written to say that they had to do it. But they will, though. No. I know you think they won't, but they, no. they, they must. <laughs> they will. No. I think that they will they will likely... The most likely scenario for me is that they will try and renegotiate a better deal again in Europe mm. and then put it to another referendum. Well. That's, that's my political insight for the week. And, and yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? We'll have to see. Did you ever have completely changed the subject now? Yeah. Did you ever get um, a job through the summer? Uh, some, not necessarily a summer job. Why but, would you get a summer job? Because it's the best time of the year to not be to working. To not be working, yeah, I know. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, one woman's been arrested for shoplifting. Right. Right. Because she got a job working undercover for a company called Mystery Shopping UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. So police, it's, it's happened in Manchester. Police in Manchester have, have issued, uh, issued a warning um, about this scam um, that originated in Devon. Um, she went... <laughs> it's a bit bizarre, really, because she was going into, like, Boots and Wilkinson's and places like that, claiming she'd have been, been employed to be a shoplifter to see <laughs> how, like, easy it was. And then she'd have to send the stuff to this company. Yeah. So they were literally just... Getting people to steal from. That's a brilliant idea. Ingenious, genius. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't do it, everyone. But that's a don't genius do it, no, idea. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, because you know, these these companies that like say um, they want people to go in and test out customer service and yeah, stuff. Well, I've, this I've was done that myself before. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this was this was. But you end up buying the stuff. It's not that you try and steal the stuff. Oh yeah, no. You, the the mystery shopping is generally to measure customer service. Yeah. This was propositioned as a um, how good is the security in this store? But the, there is companies that do that. But what they do is they will go around with a trolley, a shopping trolley, and they will try and manipulate the items so that you don't scan them and things like that. Yeah. And, and then once it's gone through, they will then stop, call for a manager. And get the managers to come over and then identify themselves yeah, yeah, and yeah. say, you've missed this, this and this. Yeah. So you don't um, take it out yeah, of the building yeah. and, and actually steal it. I mean, what do you think, though? Do you think people are a bit naive or do you think 
it's a it's a hey, people are looking for jobs and if it sounds legit well that's the thing what what the what the argument is is you know if you're getting offered off 100 quid yeah a time it's probably too good to be true and generally things that are too good to be true or sound too good to be true are if it, if it sounds legit and people are desperate for jobs a lot of people so yeah they'll, they'll go for it mm. thinking it's a proper job well just about time for us to leave um, DJ Ski's here and he's setting up his platinum plates it's a MacBook Pro. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Destroyed the illusion. I'm oh, fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Um, I think people thought, yeah. He should be ashamed of himself thoroughly. Well, yeah. Paul, Paul Tellers does it properly. Oh, I made him jump again today, by the way. My favourite thing is to come well, in. Hold on, hold on. Let's Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, he does it properly. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he uses these old-looking things here. I'm, I'm preserving it. Oh, he's preserving it, yeah. yeah. He's le- leaving a legacy as DJ Ski. That's right. I came in today, though. All right, we'll move on. I came in today. <laughs> I came in today, and my favourite thing is to get him, you know, when he's like playing one song into another, because he does it properly. And um, and he'd got the headphones in, and I came in and went, oh, and he absolutely jumped out of his skin. It's my favourite yes. favorite thing, isn't it, James? It is. You do it to everybody. There's nothing funnier than making somebody jump, though. I think it's really funny. Well, uh, yeah, unless it's you're the one that's jumping. Yeah. Oh, well, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm not allowed to do that at home. <laughs> I, I'm not... I, she, she says... No, she, I am not allowed to boo her, is her own words. Boo? Oh, as in... Boo. Yeah, she, she gets she get scared. Her, her instinct, her natural reaction... Is to, is to lash out. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably for the best I can that I don't that. do it. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be back same time next week, 2 o'clock... Uh, on ninety three point two FM, but we're going to hand over to DJ Ski. Uh, like I say, if you've missed us, catch us on the podcast on iTunes and Acast, and we'll see you next week. Oh no, J- James is away. Yeah, I'm away next week. Anyway, we'll see, see you later. after. Bye. Sheffield Live, made in Sheffield, made by you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.